Hi everybody, I am Dana Galanti from the Source LGBT Plus Center. Welcome to Transistor Radio with Kelly and Dana. Hi, this is Kelly Denathorn. On this episode of Transistor Radio, we have the privilege of interviewing Dana and her husband, Anthony. If you don't know, they are fabulous parents to an awesome transgender child. They offer amazing insights into what it takes to be a good parent, not just for transgender children, but for all children. We had a few technical difficulties while we were recording this show, and unfortunately, some good bits got clipped. My computer kept going to sleep. However, we were still able to put together a great show that contained some great tips for what to do when your child tells you that they are transgender. Thank you so much for listening to us, and we hope that you enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Transistor Radio with Kelly and Dana. I am Dana, the trans program coordinator for The Source. And I am Kelly, and I'm here to chat and speak, right? And look pretty. (laughs) And look pretty. But nobody can see. (laughs) So today, we have a special guest, my most special favoritist guest, my husband, Anthony. Welcome, Anthony. Yay! Hello! Yay. Hello, fans. Hello, fans. Nobody's your <laughs> fan yet. I was talking about your fans. Oh, okay. All right. As a uh, podcast aficionado, very uh, <coughs> nerd. Very pleased to be on my very first podcast. Are you excited? I wow! I am excited. Oh, we have we're popping his cherry. <laughs> right, yep. We have a virgin. Interesting. There was a podcast I used to call into on occasion, but <sighs> the punk one. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> he is such a. When I say nerd. And coughs. I don't even need to cough. It, nerd. Okay. Big time. For sure. Nothing to do. Not why we're here. Yeah. Right. Okay. We have an actual purpose. We have a purpose. Talking about being parent for a transgender child. Yes. Their children. Yeah. I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. I mean, not other people's, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, as a teacher, I think about this role that people have because there's the mm-hmm. guardian role over the child. Mm-hmm. So then talking to the students, it's like, you know, your mom and dad. But I'm talking about somebody that's like removed. Right. You know, from them or they've been removed from yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, their parents, so they're living mm-hmm. with grandma or they're living with guardian, right. and so it's or um, in foster care, and that's yeah. where CASA comes right. in. CASA has advocates that work with the courts right. for those kids that are in homes, and we do training for CASA anyway. So, being a again, parent to track, a child, yes, it can encompass a, like a bigger yeah, I, range I mean, of people, yeah. it doesn't necessarily need to be totally yeah. mom, dad, child, right? Right, so Whoever's you're taking, taking care, care of you. Right. Yeah. So I'm a parent of a trans kid. My husband is also a parent of a trans kid. Yep. Sure am. Funny deal how that works. I know. Out. Isn't that amazing? Interesting. I know. I know. You're, you're both. Uh-huh. Yeah. Both uh-huh. of us. Both, both of, of us. you. Who would have wow. knew? Huh? And what are the same, odds? It's the I know, same that kid just, too. What are the odds? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> um, so, did you know no. that your child was trans? No. Or was it that your child came to you and yes. said, yes. "Hi, yeah, yes. I'm trans." And like in hindsight, we go, "Oh, huh. that's why he wore a cape and a hood." for a whole year. That's why he didn't want to wear that dress. That's why he stopped getting in the pool. Yeah. Anyway, I really wanted to do just an overall general podcast on parenting of a trans kid because there are so many misconceptions and nine times out of ten when a kid comes to their parents, right? And this is the fucked up part because the kids have been researching and deciding and mapping and plotting and for sometimes years before they finally in their hearts just say there is no more way forward for me other than to transition and that's the point they come to parents and so they come to parents and they say okay hey guess what i'm trans i'm gonna start hormones after that i'm gonna have surgery 
I'm changing my name. I'm changing my pronouns. You know, it's the whole, yeah. like we talk about, they, Cal, like the whole grand scheme of how you <clears throat> think you're supposed to transition in the beginning, right? Yeah. So all parents here is hormones and surgery and freak fuck out. out. Absolutely. There's so many misconceptions to that. And the kids also, like, need to understand that the opposite, that you just slapped your parents in the face and punched them in the gut. Yeah. And you got to give them a second to breathe. Because this may not be new to you, but it's a whole new world for a parent. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And even though, and I say this all the time too, like, I've always been a huge LGBT ally, you know, raised by super liberal mama and... uh, yeah. All of it. All the causes, right? So I thought I understood what transgender meant. And then when our kid came to me and said, well, first it was gay for like three weeks. Bye. Bye. Yes. And then it was, yeah, yeah. I think I'm trans. Yeah. And his thing was, you know, mom, um, I saw a trans guy for the first time and i always knew there were trans women but i never knew there was trans guys and he's like you know in hindsight duh if there's one there's the other but i just never saw it and then when i saw it it's like this light bulb went on for me right anyway i have parents reach out all the time and i usually have to start from the very back beginning and talk them down and then start over you know like let's put the brakes on hormones and surgery let's just put the brakes on it in your brain right because that's not happening tomorrow so let's just talk about the first steps and the first steps are social transitioning then therapy or both at the same time there's a whole process that leads up to it anyway so i just wanted to talk about it like let's kind of go through it and talk about kind of some of the misconceptions of it uh where parents can find out more information because i think the number one thing for parents to do is to educate yourself and there's a lot of dated information on the internet there is right take a good hard look of when it was written and published and all that good stuff because i remember (laughs) i remember when when lucas first came out and uh, so i got online and i start looking it up and there was this page and it was in the scientific american and this doctor and it all sounded really legit and it was really great and it was like oh yeah for most kids this stuff is just a phase and i'm like oh Fantastic. <sighs> Fantastic. This is just a phase he's going through. And I told that to Dana. Dana's like, did you look at the date on that? And I look at the date and it was like, I, you know, published in like, I don't know, 2009 or something like that. Which I is like, it, I bet it was even before that. Which is like an eternity yeah. ago. Right. What we knew about back then is a oh. whole lot different than what we know about transgender people today. Today, absolutely. How long ago was it that your child came out to you? Five years ago. And at that point, what was your understanding of being transgender? You know, I was really stricken with fear because I know how ignorant people are. And that was probably the biggest thing I was really worried about was some irrational person lashing out at him because he is different. Right. Because he's not, you know, he's not fitting the societal norm. And, you know, and there's a whole lot of people to do that. You know, I was very fearful of him at first. Yeah. But My wife know, was very much the same way uh, when I told her. And I told her, I didn't tell her that I was trans. I didn't come out that way. But I did say that I want to start going out in public dressed as me. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point was dressed as a woman because I was definitely presenting as a male most of the times. But she was very, very afraid that uh, what other people might do, what was going to be society's Absolutely. reaction. I I think it's a very common thing yes when you are a family member 
yes. um, of somebody that is transgender. Absolutely. Because you care about that person. Right, right. And you want the best for that person, and you're kind of afraid of what other people might do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, so that's you know, understandable. And he was so young, and then, you know, it's one of those things, too, you know, as a parent, you have these ideas about what your child's life is going to be like in the future. And you really have to get past that, because that's just your fantasy. Hmm. That's not their reality. Yes, that's your child, but they are also a living, thinking human being of their own that has their own ideas of what they want to do with their life. It's a very interesting um, and thing, very enlightened yeah, thing to say. And I it, think. following, you know, your ideal is uh, probably not going to work. And I can say that's probably the same for cis children as well. I mean, I think that goes across the board for all kids. I would imagine that I yeah. would be. Dana and I had a therapist. She said, so there's this morning period that you're going to go through, you know, your, she says, you know, it's okay for you to like mourn, you know, basically the passing of your daughter. And, you know, at the time, you know, it was kind of in crisis mode. Right. basically. And I'm sure Dana shared with you that, you know, Lucas was um, not in the best frame of mind and we were really worried about him. And so at that time, I really wasn't worried about that. I was just worried about my child being happy and sure. and alive. Right. But now that I can actually go back and process it, I do have this like mourning feeling. Like every, you know, I run across pictures from when he was young. And so there is, uh, there's some of that stuff I'm experiencing now and I'm dealing with now. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. In coming to understanding, you know, to grips, you might say, with, you know, your child being trans, it's not really just a one-time thing. No. It's an, it's an ongoing no, process. It, no, it's, it's an, an ongoing thing. thing. Yes, absolutely. Huh. But, you know, I mean, you love your children. And, right. uh, you know, I don't have any theologies that are so ingrained in me that I'm going to, you know, cast aside my child because they aren't living up to what my theology or my philosophy of life is. Mm. There's a lot of ego that goes along with that, too, that people can't give up. That's a tough thing for, for many people. Yeah. Um, and, to, and to see past themselves. Yes. You know? And I think I think the moms in general come around. Um, the dads have a lot harder time with it for the most part. Hmm. And um, hopefully that's going to change. You know? Hopefully we're getting a little more education out there and that can change. Yeah, that would be nice. I, I mean, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, that would certainly, yeah. Um, certainly be nice. I think that there's more understanding. There's more acceptance, I think, with time. As people become more aware Mm -hmm. um, of what it is to be transgender. My own understanding of being transgender has definitely evolved over time. I mean, at one point, I, I understood that it was like, that there was, what did I say? There was transvestites, men who dressed as a woman, right? And there were transsexuals. Yeah. And those were people who transitioned. Mm -hmm. That was it. That was the right. extent of my understanding of what it is to be transgender. And when I compare that to the knowledge that I have now, it's like, wow, that was so yeah. limited. So I really yeah. did not know you know anything about being trans and what that meant yeah I think a lot of people in general they don't see the separation between gender and sexuality sexuality is who you go to bed with gender is who you go to bed as right you know right, right, and right. so and I think most people in general don't understand that being transgender is not about sexuality oh. and it's about identifying with who you feel you are inside right who we see ourselves as who we see ourselves as right. absolutely it really has nothing to do with how somebody might be interested in having an orgasm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really does. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with that. Right. Yeah, and and all about um, about who you are and who you who you feel comfortable being. 
Sure. It's very interesting that being transgender, or the T, is included with LGBT. I have no problems with that, but it does kind of imply being transgender has something to do Absolutely. with sexuality, because so much of the, the first three letters, I mean, that's what it is. Absolutely. You know, and it yes. is with um, your sexuality. The T often is overlooked, I think, by people. It's like, yeah, yeah, we know. So maybe a personal question, maybe two personal questions. A running joke that Dana and I often have, and I think that sometimes people at group don't understand it, is how did you turn your child trance? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the will so, be so, like, Oh, that's what it was. So I have this, I have this, <laughs> this funny little thing, and I told Dana about it, and I've never told anybody else, so I'm gonna tell the whole world now. Oh, Kelly, when, it's exciting. When Lucas, when Lucas was first born, and I'm thinking, um, uh, when Lucas was first born and was was female, um, I was thinking, oh God, with with any luck, she'll be a lesbian because I didn't want her to deal with men, and um, and now he um, he is a man, and uh, I guess he likes men. Yeah, he's a man who likes men. So um, so far. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I guess careful what you wish for, huh? He likes to deal with men. Apparently, he does. Which is super weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so kind of opposite of what you're. Oh, your well, well, yeah, it was pretty much right. yeah. Yeah. Or, See again, what we're talking about is you have these ideas of uh, right. of what your children's life is going to be like, and that is just your fantasy. So get over it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Huh. Interesting. So, yes. I don't know where you guys went. I have uh, to step out for, to deal with our youngest child for a moment. So I kind of want to walk through the steps of like. When your kid first comes to you and you freak out and how to handle that, you know? Well, it's kind of interesting because earlier you said that, you know, typically nowadays, like a child comes to the parent and it's like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm trans, you know, I'm getting hormones, mm -hmm. here's my surgery date, and all by this time, all these things will be done. Do you think that that's typical for a child mm -hmm. coming out to their parents? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, they, um, come, they yeah. come come, come in days. hard. Oh, yeah, they come they, in. They come in hard. Guns up blazing. Yeah. So it's, is it the transgender human's attempt to provide an overwhelming amount of evidence and support of their case? I don't even know. Are they mounting a case? Yeah. Like, let me prove. Right. This is how that I'm trans, trans I am. and yeah, this yeah. is serious, and you have to accept this. Well, I, I don't get know. Get those pronouns right. Yeah. Now, damn yeah. it. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's the case or if it's just so much so that they've been in it in their head for so long, and yeah. they've done so much research. To them, this is their final step before they can blossom and become who they are. Well, For often the parents, to, a, to a child, the family unit, that is, that's the world. Yeah. That's their sure. extent yeah. of their world. Yes. So if they can survive coming out to, mm -hmm. to mom and dad. Right. Well, then. And oftentimes now, though, I do this when I do trainings and stuff because uh, the Human Rights Campaign did a big study on LGBT youth and the dire numbers, you know, and pretty much I can sum it up in a nutshell. If there's a statistic for general population of youth say bullying sexual assault blah 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 for an lgb youth multiply that times four for a trans youth multiply it times eight and that's pretty much dead on accurate across the board what i want to tell parents is the very very first thing is to not panic do not panic take a breath pipe down calm down relax people in anthony's words don't feel guilty <laughs> 
because it's not in your control. It's not your fault. It's not you are not in control. But the main thing that you have to do for your kid is to let them know that you love them, Absolutely. and it doesn't matter the name you call them or the pronoun you call them. Absolutely. And even if in your head you don't believe that, you know, suck it up, Fake man. Fake it till you make it. Suck it up. It's about your kid's life. Yep. It, it really breaks down to this is about your child's life. So is your ideology or your ego is that more important than your child's life? Right. And it's literally without sounding too dramatic. It's going to sound dramatic, but it is literally a matter of life and death. It absolutely is. Because, and Kelly and I have talked about this before, but I always go back to this because I think it's so important and so telling is that I think we all know that trans youth have the highest rate of suicide and attempted suicide of any subgroup yep. of kids. So and that's for sure why it's like important. I mean, like, mm-hmm. but when you say that the highest, mm-hmm. you're talking like 50%. Yeah. In some cases, depending on how it's broken down, sometimes it's over 50% too. And ironically, which I and, found this strange, mm-hmm. I would think it would be opposite, but trans male youth have the highest rate, which is like 56%. I've seen this. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking insane and number, right? I, I think that it is. It's an insane percentage. And that's what I think people don't necessarily understand is like we're talking about it's like 56% actually attempt uh-huh. suicide. Or not, not like. Or succeed. Yeah. We're not talking about like kids who consider. Yeah. You know, maybe have thought about trans. Maybe talk right. about it. Yeah. I'm, you know, I want to kill But we're talking about kids who have actually like times. actual. Right. Follow through. Attempts. Right. right. And that's a huge number when you look at it. I mean, as a parent, you're it's like, huge. you look at your kid and you're like, oh, well. Hey, you know, I could accept them and maybe help them to reduce this chance of suicide because mm-hmm. that's what I've seen is yep. that with acceptance, this yes. 50% suicide rate mm-hmm. goes down to so average. That's you know. the, this is the study. So that was the statistic that I read first that made me lose my shit and just say, I don't care about anything else. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what our family does. My kid is not going to be a statistic. And we are going to, whether we agree with it or not, doesn't matter. I am calling him by his name and I am calling him by his pronoun. And so is Anthony. And so is everyone in our family or they can get the fuck out. Because my kid is not going to die because of this. Because somebody has a problem with it. But the thing that gave me hope and that I think gives trans parents a lot of hope is that number does not show, it doesn't have split out kids that have parental and family support versus those who don't. Mm-hmm. Which I think if we broke those out, I think it's very important to break those out because I think it's way higher with kids who don't have support. Absolutely. You know, I've seen 15 year olds who were told to get the fuck out of my house. Don't ever come back. I don't care where you go. How do you tell your child that? 15 years old. Who, who tells their child that? The fuck's wrong lot, with I have you no idea. if you do that? I have no idea. I mean. You failed as a parent as far as I'm concerned. With you that. have failed you as a human being. As a yeah. human being. As a human yeah. being. Yeah. You didn't fail because you're kids trans right you did nothing wrong yeah you're just a sack of shit in general yes you know but if you don't accept them you're dead yeah i forget where it is that i read this so i was doing research for this that's where i'm going which Mm -hmm. was i have seen a stat published someplace Uh that does say like with Mm -hmm. acceptance and support so we've talked about this before yeah suicide rate drops dramatically yeah so they are talking like a flip of a coin to yeah so average it normalizes yeah so they did a study there you go there's the word right in uh you know one of those 
liberal... One of those countries that they do studies in? Those liberal countries where they care about their people and oh, okay. social problems and stuff like that. Not, not like our pussy-grabbing country. Right. Right. Pussy-grabbing um, yeah. country. Um, pussy-grabbing, gasoline-guzzling, <laughs> murk-loving, gun-loving. So they finally did a study where they followed kids from kindergarten through, I believe it was junior high. And I'm going to look this up again because I haven't looked at it for a while. So the statistic with kids who have parental supports, that suicide rate following these kids from kindergarten to junior high, that rate of suicide and attempted suicide normalizes. Mm -hmm. That means that suicide risk for trans kids that is so prevalent completely disappears. If you just have parents who are like, you know what? I got your back, man. I don't care what's going on. I don't care who has something to say about it. I don't care. I have your back. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that is all that matters. Mm-hmm. So as parents, again, we got to calm down. Um, it's interesting uh, in our conversation and some of the things that we've been chatting about um, this idea that like whether or not to accept your your child or not. And I think Anthony, you had mentioned earlier this idea of like when your child comes out that there is this fear of public. Mm-hmm. And, and what public will say and what public will do. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, what I've often seen with family is that then family becomes the first person to discriminate mm. you know, against that trans person, like really aggressively oftentimes in terms of like, no, this is not okay. You know, and I'm not going to right. go ahead and accept this. And you so, mean the so, family says... No. Yeah, I'm not, so the family, I'm not so the yeah. kid comes out to the family, yep. and then family says no. And yep. what I've heard often as justification from parents is, I love them, and I'm afraid for them and their future, and I just want what's best. Well, what, that was the gay excuse, right? That's, you know, that, that, and, that is 20 the, years ago when people were, were coming out as and gay. Hey, right. And absolutely, and that is the same thing that I think Dana and I both felt, too. But at the same time, like, we still have to accept our child for who he is, you know? Of course we were right. afraid of what public reaction might be. Parents are the first ones to discriminate against their children yes. because they're afraid of other people and I discriminating think that's a against their children. I think that's a full-on cop-out. And I also hear a lot, oh yeah, I totally love and support my kid, but I will not call them by another name and I will not call them by a, another pronoun. Well, and I'm like, then you're not that, loving and supporting. That is absolutely the that's opposite like, of support. That's like probably one of the most important things. Yeah. That is like the one of the, the biggest things. Right. And so that's another thing we <clears> talk about too is which is completely unfair in the whole transition process especially a kid first starts socially transitioning with names and pronouns they are an open raw wound just waiting to be stabbed their skin is peeled off and they're bleeding i don't know how else to describe this but they are is there a non-gross way to describe that they're just like a bundle of nerves they are raw and exposed and so the slightest transgression in uh, a slip of the pronoun or a slip of the name just stabs them to the very core because their their dysmorphia is so bad that every little thing is just another chink in the arm right what sucks is that's also the hardest time for everyone to get it right because it's new. Absolutely. So parents even when they're trying, you're gonna slip up. You're gonna say the wrong pronoun for sure. You're probably gonna say the wrong name once in a while. And it's the hardest time for the trans kids to hear that because it feels to them like you're not on board with it. Yep. You know? And then this kind of crossing (laughs) happens where then the kid becomes more solid in who they are. Little things aren't bothering them. And then parents are way freaking better about pronouns Mm -hmm. and names 
names. You eventually just train yourself. Yeah. You know. For a while, like, you flip everyone's pronouns. Yeah, oh my gosh. I, At least I, we did. I still occasionally have to take a pause and think of somebody. I have to think of Dana's pronoun on yeah. occasion. Yeah. They, them. Yeah. Is what oh, I still make errors on my own. In, um, on my own pronoun, my own yeah. gender. I flip other people's. I flip cisgender people's genders. Uh-huh. It's yeah. almost I like a switch in my head. Genders. Yep. It just. Yeah. yeah. We have a, a really close friend who's very masculine lesbian, mm. right? And it fucks me up. <laughs> When people say she, because I want to correct them. And then I'm like, oh, no, 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 nope, nope, nope. And I always want to flip it in my head because I'm so used to if there's a question or whatever, you know, you know what I mean? I do. And then you and I fuck up they, them all the time because we're old, I think. And we are stupid. Oh, and hey, little parent tip here. Um, Parent tip. Parent tip. Parent tip number one coming from Mr. Anthony. Um, You will on occasion refer to your child pre-transition. Just stick with their current pronoun. Now, don't try to switch back and forth. That gets correct. Yeah, just if uh, always use just mm-hmm. yeah, always use their current pronoun name, even referring to them prior to transition. So anyway, um, I feel like we this should be like a four part mini series or something. Because <laughs> it should definitely be a four part <laughs> mini series. We're all over all the right, place. We are. All right. Okay. But how about this? So let's say if we're talking ideal world, mm-hmm. you know, child comes to parent, mm-hmm. says, "Hi mom, hi dad. Mm-hmm. I want you to know I'm transgender." Yes. What do you think is step one? Step one is to make sure that your child knows you love and support them no matter what. That's it. That's it. It okay, really, nice, nothing quick, else comes before that, right? I love you. I support you. I'm here for you. Okay. Now let's figure this out. Yeah. All right. So okay. then in figuring it out, so, then what's next? All right. So I do want to say one thing too is um, one thing I see a lot especially in teenagers, our kid did this, was, hey, I'm trans, but I'm not quite ready to change my pronoun or change my name. Okay. All right. So Lucas did that. I have a friend who's trans who I will forever love and forever do anything for this person because they were instrumental in helping Lucas get over this and helping me too. And just for my son to be able to talk to a trans person because there was no source at the time. There were no trans groups around here. Mm -hmm. There was nothing. And even to talk to to an an F to M trans person. Right. Female to male. Yeah. Right. So a a trans male. A dude, let's say. And a dude who is very successful in this town, has a wife, has a baby, like they're living life. Real impeccable, very impeccable uh, reputation. Oh yeah. Just an amazing human on top of it all. Anyway, I reached out to this person and I don't want to say their name because they're not um, flying the flag as I like to say. Cool. They're just a man. They're stealth. With family and you know. Just living and passing. Just a guy. So anyway, I reached out. I wrote and I had asked Lucas for weeks, can I please reach out to this person? Mm -hmm. Please. Mm -hmm. No. No. You can't tell anybody. And actually for six weeks, I couldn't tell Anthony. Oh wow. Which was total torture. That was awful. That's horrible. That was awful. And I finally just had to tell Lucas like look I, I can't do I cannot keep this from your dad you have to go I am respecting your decision that you're not ready yet for the last six weeks but now it's over and and you need to go talk to him and I'll be right there whatever but no longer can we do this so anyway and about that time Lucas also said okay go ahead and reach out to that person mm. so I sent this person <laughs> the biggest longest ass Facebook message ever <laughs> created 
And within like 10 minutes, I mean, he must have just read it and immediately responded and was like, hey, we're up at the lake. Come up and meet us if you can tonight. Otherwise, we'll get together. I'm like, lake? Okay, we'll be there in 20 minutes, you know, up there camping. So we go up to the lake and this wonderful person's up there with his wife and his baby and their dogs and... We sat by the campfire for probably two hours. And as I'm talking to this person, I keep referring to my son as the gender that I have known him to be up until this very point, right? Because he told me I'm not ready for that yet. So I think I'm respecting him, right? Finally, this person says, okay, I got to stop you talking to me. And it's funny looking back on this now because I've done this now to so many other people. I am very uncomfortable every time you say the wrong pronoun. And I'm like, oh my God, like I am totally not trying to do that. But they told me that they were not ready to change pronouns yet or name. So I'm just trying to be respectful. And he goes, I totally understand that. And then looks at Lucas and says, what do you... Oh my gosh, what a cliffhanger, right? Well, this is one of those technical difficulties that I was talking about. My computer totally went to sleep at the absolute worst moment. So I called up Dana and I said, we have to go ahead and record a new little segment on the end of this story because it's a great story and I think that you had a great point to make. So Dana and I sat down together with just she and I and I asked her to kind of fill us back in on what happened at this story. And I made sure that this time my computer did not go to sleep. So you told the story and you were just about to tell a part where you kept referring to Lucas mm, with yeah. a, a different name mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and incorrect pronouns. Yes. And the gentleman that you're speaking with asked you about that or questioned mm-hmm. you or said that he was uncomfortable. Yeah, he said, I, you know, I got to stop you. It went on for a little bit and he's like, I got to stop. I'm really uncomfortable with you using the wrong pronouns. And I'm like... Oh, that's what they wanted me to do. You know, I'm just trying to right. respect like, my kid because my kid said, I don't want to change my name. I don't want, I'm not ready to change my pronouns. Mm-hmm. So I was going with that. And yeah. um, we both kind of looked at Lucas and said, what do you want to do? And he said, I want to change my name and I want you to use male pronouns. Wow. So in retrospect, after, you know, working with trans kids for three years, I see that a lot where the kids, and now I have the same experience that uh, we'll call him Bob, that Bob had, where it makes me uncomfortable. Uh. When parents are saying, you know, wrong pronouns, wrong name, I get uncomfortable. So it's funny that every time that happens, I go back and I think about this moment because I was that parent at one time, you know? Right. And really what's going on in most cases is that the kids are trying to protect you. The kids are like, no, 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 it's okay. You know, I know that's hard. Right. Even if they don't say it, if someone put them on the spot and said, right now, what pronouns do you want to use? What name do you want to use? Most of the time they will not use their given. Hmm. And I don't know if you notice, but I do that a lot in group. I will ask, I will say, what name do you want to use? Because a lot of times, like if you look at the sign-in sheet, it says for pronouns, doesn't matter, whatever you want to, you know? And so when I see those, I say, we are your safe space here. You do not have to do that with us. What do you want to go by? Right. And sometimes I'll still like hold and then maybe by the next meeting they have 
changed. Right. But I think just hearing that sometimes is Mm -hmm. helpful. Does it depend upon who's present in the room? This idea, though, that, like, Lucas was trying to, like, protect you. Mm -hmm. And that that's often what transgender youth will do. Mm -hmm. You know, that they want this. Yeah. They want those pronouns. They want that name. Yeah. But they're trying to protect their parents, yeah. and so they say uh, almost, they say otherwise. Yeah, so. it's almost like they knew they just put a whopper on you, and they don't want to add to it. Mm. So they're just like, eh, it's okay, you know, keep calling me, blah blah, and and it's just not really true when mm. you get down to it. Do they switch over? Maybe after a time or two, maybe a little more. But being here, mm. that they'll often switch. They Usually, they, if they, they don't, will, but if they don't say so right there in the meeting, right when I put it on the spot in front of everyone, right? <laughs> not everybody likes that. I've learned. Um, <laughs> No, not so much. <laughs> um, I was like, oh my God, you put the spotlight on me? Oh, oh hi. Where's my microphone? <laughs> right there, by the way. Right. Uh, so, so if not in that meeting sure. or group, by the next group, kids will come back and parents are like, okay, now okay. we're using this okay. name. And Oh, so it doesn't necessarily matter like if their parents with them or not. No. So maybe the idea of gathering support yeah, I through think it's being just... part of the community, the mm-hmm. wider community and seeing people yeah. that are saying, this uh-huh. is me. Right. And and someone telling that kid, hey, it's okay. It's yeah. up to you. It's up to you what you want to be called. It's up to you what pronouns. It is not up to me. Right. It doesn't matter right. to me at all. It's a very fascinating thing about names, you know, and pronouns. Pronouns are ascribed to us through a gender that is ascribed through genitals. Right. You know, God forbid that your genitals are ambiguous. Isn't that crazy how much genitals dictate our life? Yeah. And who we are yeah. and who we become yeah. and who we're allowed yeah. to be? Yeah. It's crazy. It's it really, really crazy. crazy. I, I was listening to somebody, and maybe I said it to you already that they had a gender reveal party oh yeah and i wanted to tell them no you didn't you, yeah. had, a, you had a penis mm-hmm. or a vagina reveal right. party that's exactly. what you were revealing maybe that's it if your ultrasound was right maybe maybe right yeah yeah maybe, maybe. maybe yeah not. so um, yeah i find those weird now like uh, yeah how about they until they decide right <laughs> so it's weird though that people ascribe these things to us and mm-hmm. so it's really interesting once a human being understands that they have that freedom of choice mm-hmm. in that matter and who they're going to be called and how they're mm-hmm. going to be you know referred right. to um, or as and it's a very empowering thing yeah when that happens yeah I think so yeah it's and very I, fascinating to people that are on the outside because I get often yeah. asked they're like mm-hmm. so how did you choose your name I'm like oh you want the name story oh okay yeah <laughs> we'll go through yeah, that got- not here now right <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that much time no <laughs> we really don't mm-mm Okay, so that was our little bit with just Dana and I, and we're now going to return to the rest of the show where it's Dana and her husband and myself. Thanks. So the other thing, I think maybe we need to make this at least two parts, but okay, well, um, and we'll wait, wrap within, it up, okay? Within that, though, what I was hearing was, yeah. you know, so reach out for support. Yes. You know, as a, as a thing, yourself. you know, as a thing that mm-hmm. a parent can do. Yes. But I also was hearing simple things mm-hmm. like pronouns, mm-hmm. names. Yes. Those are easy things that you can do. Correct. As a parent that mean a lot right. to your child. I yeah. mean, I suppose that I, in an ideal world, mm-hmm. we're also talking like therapy. Okay. You know? so, so like this, family so this, therapy. Yeah. So this is where I wanted to go with this is the very beginning stages. Kids are going to come to you with all of these things that are going to scare the shit out of you. Because we're talking hormones and surgeries and blah, blah, blah. And Nine we, times out of ten, surgeries don't even happen. Right. You know, unless 
top surgery or something. Mm -hmm. But the very first thing you do, I guess there's two things at the same time, is therapy with a gender knowledgeable therapist. Not just somebody who's like, oh yeah. I'm trans friendly. Oh yeah, trans. I totally love all people. I work with I everybody. Love, I you see my LGBT I work with gay sticker? people. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yes. Right. I work with gay people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what I want to make super clear is that working as a mental health provider for a trans person is entirely different than working with a gay person, right? Or a bi person. Those are sexual sexuality-based issues. Gender is a biologically-based issue. I like to refer to it, if it clears things up a little bit, as a medical issue. Like, you're born with diabetes. You lack insulin. So you take an insulin shot, mm-hmm. you know? And we gotta wrap this up. So, okay. The first steps are group. So your kid gets around trans peers and they see people at all steps of the transition, right? And And they see successful people who even when they're math teachers, they like their job for some reason. (laughs) Of junior high kids, no less. Oh my God, they smell so bad. (laughs) Like, right, Kelly? Like, the funk's got to be just like DEFCON. Summertime is hard here in the valley. I can't imagine. (sighs) All right, so for, (laughs) how many times am I going to say that? First steps, therapy and groups, right? We have groups here in Visalia at the Source LGBT Center, Mm -hmm. first and third Tuesdays of every month Mm -hmm. at 6.30. And then now we have a group in Hanford at King's Behavioral Health, third Thursday at 6 o'clock. And, um... Many LGBT centers have a group. We would hope. Or some sort of resources. We would hope. And and for all of you out there who aren't lucky enough to be with us in beautiful Visalia, uh, research a little bit on your LGBT centers. Make sure... That they have a knowledgeable section on the T part. Because mm. we've talked about that too, that mm-hmm. there's not always <laughs> a T in there. And if you're in a more rural area where it's hard to find mm-hmm. resources, there are more resources online. I yes, know, like so my therapist does mm-hmm. almost all of her therapy um, right. online. Right. Now, so and she, she had to go gender, ahead and move. Gender specialist. Yeah, she, she had, had to, to leave she had the to, valley. She had to leave the valley to Whatever, go to like Carol. horrible Long yeah. Beach, California. Right? Oh my God. And that was my therapist too after Luke. Lucas went through everything and stabilized and I was done with trying to keep him stable, really. Uh-huh. Then I realized, oh, I'm losing my shit. Oh. You know, it was the kind of fight or flight response like yeah. you were talking uh-huh. about earlier. It was just fight, fight, fight for like uh-huh. two years. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden he was okay. And he went away to college at 16. And then I was left like, oh my God, there's like this hole in me that's just been burnt out mm-hmm. and I don't know how to put it back together. So my therapist... And I wanted someone who knew about gender issues. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I went to the LA Gender Center and um, Susan Landon, who I will forever, I think, be indebted to, even though I paid her. <laughs> but she was just the first person I really ever connected with. Okay. And we did it over Skype the whole time. Oh, cool. Anyway, yeah. take care of yourself as a parent. Don't forget yourself. Mm-hmm. But also, for you, educate yourself. And the number one place that I would say to go, like Anthony was saying earlier, you got to watch what you're reading. As we all know, there's lots of fake news out there and there's you know there's propaganda mm-hmm. genderspectrum.org has the best programs they have the most well put together website lots of guides on how to support your kid tons of really cool like one or two page pdfs coming out to family um not letting anybody disrespect your kid and that was the other thing that i think was important that you and i did Absolutely. babe was yes tell everyone this is what's happening his name is lucas you will use he pronouns if you can't deuces goodbye yep
You and there, right. were, there were some folks that uh, we don't talk to anymore. We did. But surprisingly enough, you know, half of our family is like NASCAR lovers. They all they, got on board immediately. 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 They looked at us and That's said, cool. yep, yeah. they looked at Lucas and said, we don't care, man. You're family and we love you. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. yeah. That's so sweet. So this is another thing we talk a lot about in group is managing your expectations. Having expectations and always with the trans experience, it, it seems like we're always expecting the worst. Mm-hmm. And nine yeah. times out of ten, the worst just doesn't happen. No. What's the worst? You know, your child dying. Right. That's you know, and well, and, to, and then what's your the, highest chance of them dying was by their own hand. Right. Through yep. lack of acceptance. Right. Because yep. you're you know, a so dick. if you so if you actually mm-hmm. can accept and yeah. and assist, right. then you're normalizing the situation, and exactly. really most of those bad, horrible mm-hmm. things right. are never going to happen because those are really right. I mean, in the large numbers of things amongst accepted right. trans individuals, exactly, you, you know, get those, to live their life and get to experience yeah, the respect. There is a right. lot of violence against the trans community, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, much of it is because many members of the trans community need to find their living through illicit means yeah. right. to support the transition because it's yeah. so fucking expensive. Topic. Yep, and yeah. it's not covered by so many different insurance right. things and whatnot. And a lot so. of times they can't get regular jobs because their IDs don't match. And mm-hmm. you know the whole yeah. ex- explaining <clears throat> that is ridiculous. Yeah. So. so there's a lot of fear around mm-hmm. being trans, but yep. the reality of being trans can often be exactly actually really pretty normal. Right. And Ronco does not sell pitchforks. <laughs> no, or, or torches. Or torches or no. pitchforks. Yeah, and most people these days, they really don't have, you know, torches and pitchforks. Yeah. And um, and even without them. Or they don't use them, at least. Most people these days actually don't ever actually look at other human beings. Yeah. I mean, I love it because I'm the weirdo that's always walking around, like, looking at people uh-huh. in the eyes and right. smiling. Yeah. Like, you know, at random strangers in the grocery store. Hey, what's up? You know? Like, but yeah, because most people don't. Yeah. Most people really don't take that closer look yeah they glance Yep. At most people. That's yeah. what most people get is a, is a glance. Right. Wow. All right. I'm going to wrap it up. Anthony. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us I, today. I would like to just say one thing in closing. Oh, no. No, no, no. This is Time's good stuff. Up. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm so, just kidding. So, transparency. <laughs> hey. Um. <laughs> Kelly, stop recording, by the way. Like five minutes ago. <laughs> just kidding. Go ahead. Um, sorry, Ben. No, no worries. So, hey, transparency. Your kid. It's your kid. The most important thing is it's your kid stays alive. And accepting them is uh, one of the biggest contributing factors to that absolutely it's not that hard right? and it's not that hard you should love your kid more than you love anything else i do i love dana and my two kids more than anything else i don't have any personal philosophies or enough of an ego to uh sacrifice any of them for that and and trust me that's a big ass ego it's a big ass ego and just as far as personal <laughs> responsibility goes like they're your children you brought right. them into the world they are part of you whatever is screwed up in them is screwed up in you so accept them said from the mouth of a breeder yeah. right <laughs> fucking breeder hey they're your kids no one's gonna give a shit about them but you That's so right. take care of them nicely Aww. said babe yeah. I like it awesome anyway Anthony thank you so much for joining us today well, it's kind of nice to get the father perspective because uh, we don't get that a lot, right? No, we don't get a lot you of that. You want me to come here. down to group and whip some of them dads into shape? There are no dads. None of the dads. Have Typically, no dads. no dads show up. Yeah. Don't you say some no, on occasion dads no, show do, up? We do. They, they dads are, have, the, have the hardest time. Not, not always. Honestly, the dads that show up to our groups are the ones that are on board, on board and supportive. All right, Kel. We're gonna have All a- right, so thank All you right. for being here, and thanks for, uh, thanks awesome for having us. humoring us. Yeah, it'll be fun. Love you, Cal.
Love you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to us today. If you are unaware, Trans Sister Radio is produced with the help of the Source LGBT Plus Center in Visalia, California. If you would like to help the Source, please visit our show notes and click on the link to be able to donate. As well, don't forget to check out our show notes for links associated with our episode. We would love to hear from you. Please call us at 559-343-6646 and give us your thought. Thanks, everybody.